0: If you're looking for a romantic beach read, pick up best-selling author Courtney Walsh's new Nantucket love story, Is It Any Wonder? Twelve years ago, Cody Boggs and Louisa Chambers made a pact that no matter where their lives took them, they'd return to Nantucket Island on July 30th, their shared golden birthday, and continue the tradition of exchanging birthday wishes. But that was before a tragic accident upended both of their lives and pulled apart their friendship. Their worlds collide just months before Cody and Louisa's 30th birthday when Louisa's event planning company is hired by the local Coast Guard station. There, she discovers Cody has recently returned to the island as second in command. As they reluctantly plan a regatta fundraiser together, neither can deny the fireworks each encounter ignites. But working together also brings up memories of the day Cody's father died, revealing secrets that have Cody and Louisa questioning everything they thought they knew about their families and felt about each other. Is It Any Wonder by Courtney Walsh is available wherever books or eBooks are sold, or visit Tyndale.com. That's T-Y-N-D-A-L-E dot com. For more information about this Christian contemporary romance, Is It Any Wonder by Courtney Walsh, available now. Welcome to Story Chats at Inspire Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here today with my two co-hosts.
1: I'm Narelle Atkins. And I'm Valerie Comer.
0: Lewin Ho is joining us again today a chauffeur and referee by day, AKA stay-at-home mom of two. Wen Wai Ho writes inspirational and sweet romance infused with heart, humor, and a taste of home, her Asian roots. Thank you so much for being with us again today, Wen. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, so today it's fun. We're talking about trigger warnings and romance. <laughs> so I don't know that fun actually maybe qualifies there, but um, I'm excited. I think we've got a good conversation Uh, topic, at least, to go for. So it feels like I see conversations about trigger warnings um, show up in author groups fairly regularly, and I'm not sure whether or not readers actually talk about these things. I don't see it necessarily so much in the reader groups that I frequent, Um, but it's still probably worth talking about. Um, trying to keep that reader perspective in mind might be fun too as opposed to just the writer perspective as well so um the first question is probably pretty obvious have you and you know i say we're going to keep that reader perspective in mind and here comes an author question (laughs) have you ever put a trigger warning on a book and if you have why um, this is a long question, <laughs> or if you haven't, do you have books that you maybe think you should have? And Liwen, we're going to start with you.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, I actually have once. Um, it was for the fourth book in my Spark Brother series um, oh. titled At First Spark. Oh. And um, I don't know if this is going to be a spoiler alert, but um, the story is about um, Darren Spark, and he is um, actually struggling with infertility. Um, so I asked my reader group, you know, should I put a, like a warning? Um, and they, they said that, that would be a good idea. So I did, okay. um, that's basically
3: why I did that. Okay.
0: That's great. Excellent. Norell.
3: Um, this is easy. No, no, and no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yes. And maybe. <laughs> Well, I don't remember the order of the questions, but the <laughs> first one, have I ever done it? No, I haven't. Should I have? Um, I don't know. I remember chatting with a reader friend um, on Facebook one evening, and she had been reading one of my series, and she was going through, she had just had a miscarriage, and I'm like, oh, you might not want to read my next book next. You might want to give it some space, but um but i d- still didn't put a trigger warning on i mean the book isn't about miscarriage it it Sorry. just you know glances on it peripherally mm-hmm. but yeah Do when you i look know? at that and i look at some of my other topics i'm like well maybe for some people they mm-hmm. would like to be warned but mm-hmm. 99.9% of readers probably wouldn't so it's it's a hard one is
0: it in the blurb the miscarriage no no okay it's it's Um, a secondary character and late in the book so no yeah um for me i have never either i have one book (laughs) i'm trying to think through my books some of my books depending i'm like i i tackle these things in my books that probably all my books Books need one for somebody I don't know but um the one that springs to mind is wisdom to know probably could could use one um except that I put a lot of the topics that are potentially needing of a trigger warning they're in the blurb right. mentioned and so I I mean I don't specifically say trigger warning but if you read the blurb and those are issues for you you're probably going to be like nope <laughs> when you read the blurb um so, you know, maybe that
1: stands as the same purpose. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I was going to say that as well, that a lot of times you, you can, you read the, the book description and if the book is, I'm going to say about that thing. Right. It should be obvious from the book description. It's where it's um, a secondary topic or doesn't come up until later in the book. And then it would be a spoiler that's when it's a little trickier and some readers want to know about it anyway because like this lady that i had been talking to having just experienced a miscarriage i mean to her that would have been like a horrible book to read and yet it's just a small it's not what the book is about right and yeah and actually that sort
0: of segues into perfectly our second question which is um (laughs) What are some reasons you as a reader might want trigger warnings on a novel? And um, are there any topics that you feel like if they're in the book universally, if this topic is in the book, it must have some sort of trigger warning. Um, We're gonna go back to Lee win first.
2: (laughs) Okay. Um, So I was kind of thinking about this question because um, I'm pretty sensitive and I'm kind of squeamish. So I don't like anything violent um mm-hmm. and well assuming you know we're talking about Christian contemporary romance you know we're not going to hopefully maybe not see that much in the story yeah. but um you never know um there are you know a lot of books that co- uh, cover different uh, kind of sensitive topics so yeah. um i think just assuming that if there isn't going to be a, a violence in the story i think other things kind of you know like Valerie's saying it's kind of hard to know kind of how to gauge what will you know kind of offend someone or mm-hmm. so I think well, at least for me it's just if it's violence I mean, okay. yeah that's not that's your me. big
0: one yeah. yeah yeah and do you have like a if you were to choose a movie rating level of violence that you is is it like any violence or
2: pg um the funny thing is I've watched some violent stuff because my husband is okay with that. Okay. <laughs> so, but I can cover my eyes, but when sure. it comes to reading a story, I get really involved. And, it's hard
0: to cover your eyes and me yeah. at the same time. It's hard to,
2: so. Yeah, it's hard to skip through because you don't want to miss something. Right. Too, so, okay. Yeah.
3: Okay, cool. Narelle? Well, I kind of cheated with this question. I actually asked one of my reader friends okay. about, um, and we had a, had a conversation um, about different issues that could come up. And um, violence is interesting. And it's. I just have always found with Christian fiction that there seems to be a tolerance for a much higher level of violence than there is anything related to sex. It's really interesting. Mm. So there seems to be... Um, General market books versus Christian fiction in terms of violence levels aren't necessarily that different. But when it comes to sex, it's very different. So for me, it will depend on whether the person who's experiencing something is a viewpoint character or not. So, with what Valerie's talking about, if it's a secondary character that has something happen to them and I'm not going into that person's headspace, then that's probably not such a big deal. But I really don't want to be reading a book and being on stage with a character who's being raped like that's something I just don't Mm -hmm. want to know about so I will there's sexual assault and things like that it can happen off stage it can be mentioned but I just don't want to be in the headspace for that Um, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind Um, the other touchy topic I think that Um, really needs a trigger warning is also domestic violence Mm -hmm. i'm not sure about what's happening like in north america in terms of discussions but domestic violence is a very big topic in australia at the moment and um, it's definitely something that a lot of readers if they're experiencing domestic violence they're going to not necessarily want to read about what they're experiencing so that would be something that i would say would need a trigger warning in it as well. Um, the other things I'm not interested in is pornography. If there's pornography in a book, I'd like to know about that as well. Um, and how, it, if it's going to be, how prominent that would be, because that's something I'm not particularly interested in reading about. So um, and speaking, the other... Narelle, so yep. what you're
1: saying is if the one of the main characters struggles with pornography, you would want that to be a trigger warning?
3: I think so. Okay. I think so. Because I think That's a bigger problem in our society than I think anyone really wants to talk about as well. Um, And the other thing that I think is worthy of a trigger warning is if the issue of abortion comes up. And the reason I bring that up is I have a friend that writes general market um, romance, sweet and clean romance. And she had a book that was a medical romance and her heroine had had, um, had put forward a had made comments that suggested that she was pro-life and there were reviewers that actually um, commented on the fact that they didn't like the fact the nurse had a pro-life stance in the particular book. So we're not talking Christian fiction, we're talking general market. So I think abortion is not necessarily something that's going to come up in Christian romance, but in, I think it's something that a lot of people have a lot of very strong views on and it is potentially worthy of a trigger warning.
0: So do you think that that would apply across the board to political hot button topics as opposed to just specifically abortion? Because like, it's funny because the reason that my first book, Wisdom to Know, probably could have or need a trigger warning is because the the main character does have an abortion um, and it sends her spiraling. Um, and I feel like those are things that actually Christians should be paying more attention to because... And it should be in our fiction because Christians are just as likely to do that as non-Christians. It's it's no longer it's it's become like divorce in the church. Um, it's the same, yeah. you know. And so to me, it's something we need to talk about. We need to address um, with our fiction because fiction is a friendlier place to have these conversations sometimes and to have the other viewpoints. Um, but I also do think you do need to go into it with your eyes open about what you're getting. So, but does that ac- apply to any even just politics like if your book contains political thought and political discussion, <laughs> does it need a trigger warning? Maybe in today's climate it does.
3: Uh, it's see that in my.
1: Notes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I don't throw books at walls very often but actually <laughs> nearly threw a Karen Kingsley book at a wall because of the politics in that book and we're going back 10 years but I still remember this particular book and I'm not an American, so I just don't get it and that's okay because I don't need to get it. And I thought I can't read this. I just can't, I just can't get it it just okay. the context of that particular story just didn't make sense to me so that's not a trigger warning that's just um a book that was very much geared for the American market which is what she writes for which is fine it just wasn't for me um but politics I think is very tricky if you're writing a book that has a character that's a senator or a member of parliament then I think that pretty much gives it away that there's potentially if people don't like politics and they know not to read it um but i i also agree we shouldn't be avoiding difficult topics in um christian romance either but it depends on how it's it depends on how it's done and it's kind of like if you see it you know whether it might need a trigger warning or not it's very hard to make a a blanket statement i think on that because it depends on the characters the story how it's set up Yeah. yeah all right valerie
1: i think generally speaking not in um contemporary romance in our genre um but i think the big problem is that everybody has different triggers right and so where somebody like like the friend that i referenced the the problem was the miscarriage now that she she might have been fine with many other topics probably not abortion at that point either for related reasons right but um it's it's just somebody will have an issue with uh, even, you know, a rape mentioned because of something that happened in their own past or like anything that could require, you know, uh, uh, the death of, of a character or anything mm-hmm. if it just hits home and it might be at the wrong time for them right. as well as the wrong topic. So it, I don't, it's so hard to be universal about it.
0: Yeah. And that was that was sort of where I went with that question as well, is to me, sort of twofold. We all have our own triggers, right? And it may be something weird, like, you know, lawnmower accidents, you know, because because of something that happened in our past, right? Yeah. And no one would ever think to put a trigger warning on there because there was a lawnmower accident, even though that could really, if that was something that had impacted your life, um, could really trigger you. So, which then to me, I know like, cause I have topics that I prefer not to read about, but I sort of feel like that's my duty to, to police for myself as opposed to the author's duty to know that they need to warn me. Now, generally speaking, if you read the reviews and you read the blurb and you can probably usually suss it out if, if it's a big deal, Um, but there have been times when I've come across something in a story and I've been like, oh, I'm done with this book for a while. Let's just set that aside. And I never thought, oh, the author should have warned me. I was like, this is just not the book for me right now. So, um, so I, I guess I do feel like, you know, if you're going to talk, if rape is going to be a huge aspect of the book, usually not in CCR, maybe romantic suspense, it could be, or violence is a huge part of the book, then, then maybe you would know that but then again maybe you're probably if like i imagine if you're easily triggered by those things you don't read romantic suspense like my sister
2: yeah.
0: pretty much doesn't read romance because of the things that trigger her in her in from her past she knows that just as a whole the genre is probably not where she should be reading and that's fine you yeah, know that's her job to police her own reading material <laughs> cuz you yeah can,
3: well, We just tend to, as a society, I just don't think we focus enough on personal responsibility either. And I think over time, if we were to have this conversation 30 or 40 years ago, it would be, um, it probably wouldn't even come up as being an issue because we don't expect everybody to do everything for us, whereas I think we have less focus on personal responsibility and and it's easier to blame people as well. So I think it sort of is part of a bigger thing the whole concept I think of trigger warnings as well
0: I can see that did you have something Valerie before we move probably. on probably probably no um, okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so what is the line and Li- Li- when when she talked about her book that needed a trigger warning sort of broached this where's and this is I think the problem by and large for a lot of authors is oftentimes trigger warnings are also spoilers um, and so where is that line how do you make that distinction, um, you know, is there, it, how do you make that distinction? I guess, where is that line? Um, Wen, what, what do you think? You obviously decided to go ahead and do it. What was some of the yeah. thought process behind that?
2: Um, so, I mean, I knew, you know, from the get-go that doing that would give it all away. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but readers, my reader group was also saying it could be a good selling point. For readers who want to read that um, especially about male infertility since it's not talked about often yeah so it's kind of a um i guess a good and a bats uh, you know uh, two sides to, to it so um that's why i did choose to do that um but um i don't know if there's a way to do it without giving things away <laughs> yeah yeah
1: valerie it's, it's interesting because this uh, topic came up um, recently in my reader group as well, and not for one of my books, but um, because of a book that I had read that had a trigger warning, which we'll get to in a couple minutes. <laughs> but I mentioned in my Facebook Live, and then we talked about it more in the reader group afterwards that this book had a trigger warning. I'm like, do you guys think, and if you've read this one, do you think it needed one? And ha- how did you feel about it? and most of them were like well they appreciate it was there but because they like this author they would read it anyway and then a few people would say no i wouldn't read it because of that trigger warning and then in another author group people were talking about what do you do what do you do when there should be a trigger warning and somebody came up with what i thought was pretty much the perfect solution honestly so here we go perfect solution perfect solution if it's not i mean if it's the topic of the book that it goes, like you say in the book description, just part of the text, right? Because she had an abortion or because of her past whatever, uh, or his, then the story unfolds from that and it's relevant all the way through. But if it's just part of a story later on, then um, what someone had suggested was to put a trigger warning at the beginning of that chapter. If discussions of fill-in-the-blank might bother you, you might want to skip this chapter. Hmm. And I mm. thought for, for specific things that are a little more peripheral but still important parts of the character's journey, I thought that could, that could work sometimes.
0: trying to Silent think thing. how i would respond if i hit that in in a in a book i i wonder if it would even register with me because when i'm reading i don't know that i would pop out of the story enough to recognize that oh hey this is an instruction mm-hmm. to the reader as opposed to like part of the you know i don't know but it's an interesting idea yeah it's an interesting idea all right Neral.
3: Yeah, it's, it's tricky because it's kind of like how it's you start moving into censorship territory I think as well and I think that can be a very dangerous place to go in fiction for a lot of reasons as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd like to start a chapter with the author intruding into the story like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think if, if it was common and it was just, part of it like a subheading of a chapter and everyone started doing it maybe I wouldn't notice it (laughs) I don't know but reviewers are often where I'll look so if there's a if there's a book that I think might have for example if I'm trying to avoid reading a book about rape um if there's a rape in a book it will come up in the reviews and I think often the readers will um will pick it up and often the early reviewers like when a book first releases will pick it up so I think in the review if you're looking to avoid certain topics reading the reviews I think is a really good idea yeah unless
1: you're one of the first readers of that book if it's a brand new release then nobody might have got to it yet true true but yeah it's it's valid for sure yep
0: all right so um What is the difference between something that triggers you versus something that you just don't prefer to read about? Um, I I feel like this may be something where everybody's line is different. So so maybe maybe there's no universal answer there. And maybe that kind of seems to be where we're trending with all of this is there's no easy universal answer, sadly. So we're not gonna solve the world's nest problem with trigger warnings today, sadly. Um, but what where do you is there is there a line? Do you think there is a way to say, you know, it it is just a personal preference not to read that versus, I mean, I don't know that you you can't tell someone you weren't triggered. I just you can't do that. I don't think if they feel like they were triggered, I think they get to feel that way. So, um, so I guess you know how how do you define that line? It, is it an individual thing, Li-Win? You are a psychologist. You can you can give <laughs> us the you can give us the oh, definitive
2: dear. answer. <laughs> I, uh, not really. <laughs> um, I think what you're saying is right. It is a totally individual thing. Um, and that even for me as an individual, I think over the years, um, I've gotten more sensitive sure. as I get older, um, especially after I had kids, there's just things I can't watch the same news I used to watch. Um, you know, things just, uh, yeah. get to me really easily. So I think it's definitely, you know, like Narelle is saying, it's kind of your own responsibility, I believe, you know, to know what you can or can't handle. Um, And it could be, you know, depending on the circumstances, like with last year, it was just, I didn't want to read anything too heavy. So anything could have easily triggered me then. But um, yeah, so I think a lot of it is just circumstance and also where you're at personally. Okay. Yeah.
0: Valerie? Yes, what she said. What she said. Excellent. Narelle?
3: And well, interestingly, have- <laughs> I've just finished um, reading a book late last night, which is probably why I'm half asleep this morning. Um, and one in the heroine's backstory, she has a younger sibling go missing. And they never actually found what happened to the to the sibling. So I think if my kids were the age that that particular child was when that child went missing, then I think that would be very sensitive. My kids are a lot older now, so I'm not in the space of worried about being worried about people snatching my children. So I think it's it's hard to know. I think it's definitely a season thing. I know when my um, parents were very, particularly my dad was very ill in hospital. I wasn't wanting to read a book about people dying at that point in time. It was just not the thing I wanted to read about. So um, yeah, it's, it's hard. And as an, as from an author perspective, I think it's particularly difficult because potentially everything you write could trigger somebody. Yeah, That's,
1: that's what so, I was thinking. We You could have a book mm. description that went potential trigger warnings and then have like 18 things, right? <laughs> the because- whole content yeah. of the book just, Read,
0: read the book the whole thing could trigger you yeah um I, I i tend to agree that it's it's like i don't prefer um and or slash i guess you could say am easily triggered by um tricky or dramatic adoption situations um because i am an adoptive mother and so um these ones where the birth parents come back and it's this big dramatic, I can't, I can't do it. I just can't, I can't do it. Um, or when there was falsification. And so then, you know, like years later, there's a legal battle and it makes for great drama. And I just, it breaks my heart into little tiny shreds and lights them on fire. So, um, so like uh, before I called you mine by Nicole Deese, I read the blurb and I was like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know about this one. So I read some reviews and I was like, hmm, I don't know about this one. So I ended up actually reaching out to a couple friends that I knew had read it. And I was like, look, here are the things that bother me. What do you, they're like, don't read the book. I'm like, okay, (laughs) then I will not read the book, good to know. And it's sad because it sounds like it's a fantastic book and people love this book. They go on and on in all the reader groups about how it's an amazing book. Um, so I'm a little jealous, but I also think that I'm like, I'm better off not reading it. Um, even because it doesn't matter how amazing it is. If it's going to crush me,
1: then I will not find it amazing. You know, <laughs> so really good point. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's some things that are kind of universal, but authors kind of know not to do that. We're not allowed to have the dog die right. or the child and, usually. or the child, but notice the order. Right. Yeah. It it seems that the it seems like the dogs are more important sometimes to, <laughs> to people um, as just don't let the dog die, don't let the child die. And so, if you've got a story where it's an important part of the story that the child does die or the dog does die, would that require a trigger warning? Probably. Mm. Probably or just for the, don't write the Story says this. Often.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I would think with a child you would have to somewhere indicate that there was you know child loss in there because that is just so traumatic Mm
3: -hmm.
1: (laughs) and yet you don't read it really often in CCR because for the most part it's not something an author's going to toss in there casually as a side story the story is about that if it's if it's in there so then it would be in the blurb I would think probably
0: yeah maybe yeah that's that's a good point all right so has there been CCR that you've read that either has a trigger warning or gives you a good idea of the triggers that might be there in the blurb um did you go on and read it anyway uh how did you how did you handle that Li-Win? and these might um, be book recommendations for you if you're not <laughs> by these yes. things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay
2: Good point. Uh, So I brought (laughs)
0: Francine Rivers. Yes. Yes. The Atonement Child by Francine. I mean, almost any book by Francine Rivers, honestly. But The Atonement Child for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um, And I actually read this book years ago. I don't remember how long, but um, before I had kids, probably before I got, well, maybe when I was married. But, um, and I took a look at the blurb recently, just to, you know, refresh my memory. And it does mention the rape. Um, so I think, well, since the book is, you know, it's basically old. centered around the rape and the pregnancy, um, and the whole pro-life, uh, um, issue, I think it's very clear from the get-go that that's what the book is about. So, um, you know, I think the important thing is that, you know, if it, it is about, that's the main story that it should be in the blurb. So yeah. I appreciate that the blurb was very clear. Um, and it's a good book <laughs> it's an yeah. um, amazing story yeah. yeah
3: okay Narelle yeah The Atonement Child was one that I thought of as well but I read that I think before I had children and it didn't trigger me interestingly I think and Probably because I knew what I was getting into, if that makes sense. So you sort of brace yourself for certain stories. And if you know what's coming up, then it's not a problem. Like I'm not, I don't like um, stories that have um, any cruelty to animals. So if I know there's a character in a romantic suspense or something, it's a psychopath or a sociopath, then I expect there could be something like that in the story or something gory. I don't read horror for that reason um, as well, because I just don't like that level of violence um but i think even redeeming love which is like probably the most famous francine rivers book i've seen in reader groups where readers get very triggered by that book and the content in it which i mean it i didn't get triggered when i read that book and um but everyone's so different it's just so hard to um to come up with something and I think that that's the thing that we can each read we could all read the same book and because we bring all our life experiences everything to the story as we're reading and we empathize and have sensitivities in different ways that things that are going to make me cry may not make someone else cry although I cry very easily so it's quite normal for me to cry when I read books but that's a completely different story (laughs) But there's a difference between uh, if I, if I do cry when I read a book, it doesn't mean I'm triggered, and that's the thing. Right. Like yeah. I think a trigger, if you're triggered by something, it means that you've probably got a negative mental health thing going on. If that makes sense, that's probably where sure. I would sort of draw the line. If it's going, if you're depressed and you read something that makes you feel more depressed or suicidal, then that's definitely a trigger and a problem. Whereas if I read something and I cry and then the next day I've forgotten, I cried about something I read in a book, then it's not a big deal, yeah. but it's just, it's, it's just hard. So I can't think of any CCRs that I've read that have triggered me. And I think a lot of that relates to the fact that most content in CCRs is family friendly and you don't have a lot of explicit content compared to other genres and genre by definition, I think will often define things. If you pick up a horror book and don't like violence, then well, I've really got, (laughs) haven't got a lot of sympathy for you. Sorry.
0: (laughs) You need to check your, your genre listing a little more (laughs) carefully.
1: Okay, Valerie? Um, I have recently read Kimberly Ray Jordan's book Healing Hearts, and I know some of the rest of you might have read that as well. Right in the book description, it says, this book deals with some events that certain readers might find difficult to read. Please check the look inside for the warnings about these events in more detail or read the warning at the start of the book. And then she goes on in in that area to say, if um, if you don't want to read about a child who is very sick um, and could die, then this is not the book for you. Okay. So um, she doesn't say whether the child does or doesn't. So it's not a complete spoiler,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but if just even putting yourself in those shoes is going to be a big problem, then um, maybe stay away from this one. So the question you asked was, did I read it anyway? Yes, I did. Um, I have grandkids. So I'm sens- certainly sensitive about small kids and the potential of them suffering some kind of terrible thing. But um, but I did read it. And I can see why she put that in, but it was, wasn't was a trigger for me. So I enjoyed the story. So
0: I, um, it feels like in the last year, um, two years ago, we lost my mom to ovarian cancer. And, um, in the last year, I feel like I'm bombarded by books that feature ovarian cancer or some other sort of, uh, like cervical cancer. And, um, <laughs> Like, so my sister currently has cancer. So I'm just like, to me, I'm like, could we just put that there's cancer in the blurb of every book? Because I will just skip it. Like right now, I don't need to read about cancer. Even if it's a super happy ending, that's not what I need to read. And it's always, it seems like it's always toward the end. So it's part of the denouement. And um, so it's, you know, if you were to trigger warning, it'd be a total spoiler, and so that's been frustrating for me lately, um, but that's hundred percent a personal problem with what's going on in my life. You know, I mean, I don't think that most of the time or even like three years ago, mom still had cancer but it wasn't as raw. And so it would not have hit me the same way that this is now. So um, yeah, there've been a couple lately that I've just been like, okay, I'll read, I'll read that later. I wish I'd known before I spent my four ninety nine on that, but that's okay. I'll I'll read it eventually. Yeah. Um. But again, I think that goes back to you know, um, everybody needs to own their own stuff, right? Um. You you gotta mm. you gotta
3: own your own stuff. It's kind of like the analogy I think of is it's like getting a food poisoning from going to out to dinner at a restaurant you go out and you eat this lovely um, meal and you have all these great expectations and you enjoy it. And then you're really, really sick afterwards and no one goes out to and has dinner expecting to get sick afterwards. And I think (laughs) that's probably the closest analogy that I can sort of come to is that um, it's, it's just it's impossible like a restaurant can't say like they can say that it's got nuts and peanuts in a meal so people know they have anaphylaxis not to eat it but it's kind of like you can't predict if you're going to get food poisoning from eating a meal in the same way it's very hard to predict if a book's going to trigger you as well yeah yeah
0: all right final thoughts on trigger warnings Lewen do you have a final thought
2: um i think that best thing that I've been doing is reading reviews um, just to you know, get a good sense of what the story's about. Um, and maybe I do get spoilers, but um, I'd actually prefer that than you know, actually reading it and not wanting to um, you know, finish it. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Valerie? There's been a couple of times when I thought, ooh, I wish I'd have known that was in there or does this storyline progress because I can see it's not the main storyline. And I was, um, was reading one by uh, Janet Ferguson. This was several years ago, but I remember it and I don't remember everything, so there you go. And there was a, a scene in which you could see that there was um, some, fu- uh, some human trafficking, sex trafficking elements, kind of peripheral to the story. And I'm just like, I'm not comfortable here. <laughs> that's enough for tonight close the book don't need that in my head while I'm trying to go to sleep and then actually I I messaged Janet and I said I'm right here is is this is this going to be more of this and she said no you've that that's that's really it and I'm like okay and I cheerfully finished the book and I loved it so it's Janet Ferguson's tackling the field in case anyone wants to have a teensy tiny Trigger warning, here you go. That's not a main part of the story, but there was just enough in there that I was starting to get kind of uncomfortable because yeah, because I guess that would be something I would want a trigger warning about. (laughs) Fair. Fair.
3: Norell. Well, I think. If, if someone's writing in first person, because first person is such a close point of view, right. I think they really need to be thinking about trigger warnings because you're really bringing the reader so close to your characters that it's inevitable that something small can actually cause, yeah, because of the nature of first person. So I think if you're writing third person, you've got a bit more distance and that can possibly minimise people getting triggered by reading different things. And it depends on how much is happening on stage. If something is happening off stage and I'm not reading it, um, it's much easier to accept something if you're not actually having to go through a step by excruciating step through it as well. So if you're not gonna put a trigger warning in, don't have all the gory details of whatever's happening on the page if that makes sense as well. Yeah. If you're going to have it on the page, put a trigger warning in. Yeah. yeah.
0: The point of view is a good thought. I hadn't thought about that, but I, I would agree with that completely. Um, a first person point of view needs to be a lot more sensitive to it than, than you can in third person, for sure. And then if
1: you take that a step further, so you've kind of got an omniscient point of view and you're just talking about the events, then you're even way further away from it and it doesn't impact nearly to the DAP. That, okay. Good, good thought there, Narelle.
0: Very. Mm-hmm. All right, Liwen, thank you for joining us today. We're, we're long today. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot to talk about though. Um, tell everybody where we can find you and your books. Um, I have my new website set up. So it's
2: liwenho.com uh-huh, right. and find everything there.
0: All right. So that's L-I-W-E-N-H-O.com. Yes. Okay. Just, you know, in case you, <laughs> uh, it'll be in the show notes. Okay. So some of that's for me to make sure I put it, I will put it in and check that I got the, the, the link right. <laughs> And that'll take them everywhere else that they can Mm -hmm, find mm -hmm. you and you. Okay, perfect. Beautiful. All right. Thank you everyone for joining us at Story Chats. You can find all the information about the podcast that you could possibly need at nspiromance.com slash Story Chats. If you're watching us on YouTube, please, um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You can drop a comment. And we respond to those comments. We'd love to see you comment and talk to us about trigger warnings. What what are your thoughts? Um, And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and (laughs) hit that notification bell so that you never miss an episode. And we'll see you next week. Meanwhile, make sure you take some time to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs)